You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Doesn't matter what life says. Doesn't matter what your situation says. The Bible tells us that He's good. And He's faithful. Is there any day you woke up and you discovered that the day didn't come? (laughs) He is faithful. (laughs) You woke up and discovered, oh no, the sun didn't rise. Huh? No. He is faithful. Yes. So if he can be so predictable predictably faithful Amen. yes if he can be predictably faithful to the laws of the universe how much more his word and his will for your life Amen. tell someone say it's going to be good Yeah, you don't sound convinced. It's all right if you're not sure. If you're not sure. If you are sure, tell the person to say, I don't know about you, but for me, it's going to be good. Yeah. It's going to be good. Yes. He is faithful. He is faithful. So faithful. So faithful. So faithful. You know, when someone is faithful, you can rely on that person. Hmm? Yeah. You know that the, the money you use, the currency you use, is based on a promise. There is a degree of faithfulness that backs that currency. That's why you can confidently take it and give it to someone and he will take it from you. And release the goods. Why? The reserve bank is backing that. The bank is faithful. But God is more faithful. Hallelujah. So he's given you his word. His word is more guaranteed. Because Jesus is the guarantor himself. And he guaranteed it with his blood. How about that? Yeah. You know, the, you, do you know that the bank can fail? But God will never fail. He'll never fail. Huh? We have seen banks come and go. But his word abides forever. He's faithful. Yeah. Hmm? People come and go, but he remains. Amen. People come into your life and go out, but he remains. Yes? yes? yes. Even you come and go, <laughs> but he remains. <laughs> that gives me confidence. It gives me so much peace. When I go to bed, I know that he'll be there with me. 
When I wake up, I know he's there with me. Amen. Yes. When I step out, I know he's with me. Amen. He's faithful to his word. He says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Never leave you nor forsake you. That's his promise. You can take it to the bank. <laughs> oh, my Lord, I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I thank you for your promises. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your plans. Thank you for your purposes. They will be fulfilled in our lives. We will see your goodness in the land of the living. We will see your promises fulfilled in our day. We will see greater works. Greater works. We will see the works of Jesus. We will see the works of the Father. We will see the works of the Holy Spirit in our lives, in our generation. It shall be according to his word. Our lives will never Never be the same. Hallelujah. Mighty God. I give you honor. I give you glory. You know, in the first service, we were talking about pursuit of the Father's will. The Father's will is so vital in the fulfillment of of our destinies. Every single one of you was born by the will of the Father. Okay? You were you not born by the will of your parents. Your parents didn't choose you. <laughs> Did you know that? Yeah. They were just privileged. To be instruments to bring you into the world. But they didn't choose you. They didn't, they didn't know. Maybe they chose a name for you. But they didn't choose you. They didn't choose you. Your heavenly father. He chose you. So he has a will for you. He has a plan for you. He has a purpose for you. Amen. Jesus came by the will of the Father. Amen. He didn't come by himself. Yes? He came by the will of the Father. Even though he is God as well. But being God, he did not send himself. He did not come by himself. Amen. He did not just decide. I think I need to start my own kingdom. No, he didn't. This was the will of the Father. Right. And sometimes we just decide to do our own will. Without checking with the will of the Father. And that's why we get into trouble. Because if you create your own will, guess what? You have to defend you have to sponsor it. You have to sustain it. You have to keep it alive. But if it is the Father, 
He has the responsibility. That's why he woke you up this morning. Because you didn't wake yourself. It's his responsibility. And he's carrying it out in your life. So I want you to know about the supremacy of the will of the Father. Amen. The will of the Father is supreme to your will. Amen. The will of the Father is supreme to the will of your parents. Amen. The will of the Father is supreme to the will of your spouse. will of the Father comes first. And we must prioritize the will of the Father in all that we do so that we can be fulfilled. Amen. Your greatest fulfillment in life, I am convinced, is tied to the will of the Father. The will of a father is not tied to your convenience. It's not tied to what you admire. It's not necessarily. It's not necessarily your desires. Although, if you are in alignment, the father will put his desires into your heart. Amen. Do you know that you have your personality is tied to the will of the Father. Yes? Amen. Who you are is tied to the will of the Father. Amen. By His will, you were brought forth. Your gender was decided by the Father. <laughs> So don't think you are a mistake. There is no mistake in this place. All right? You were crafted. He sat down. He thought about you. Okay? He thought about you. He sat down. And he designed. Who you are supposed to be. Let's look at Psalm 139. Psalm 139. Let's start from there. You see here. The psalmist. Was speaking. He said in verse 13, For you formed my inward parts. Amen. Who is that? God. It's your father. Yes. You formed my inward parts. What are your inward parts? Hmm? You're not sure? Is it a trick question? No, I mean, what are your inward parts? Come on, guys. Do you, do you have inward parts? Oh, you don't have. 
Huh? Hello. How many people have inward parts? What are your inward parts? <laughs> These guys are too smart. Hmm? He says, For you form my inward parts, you covered me in my mother's womb. My, oh my. So, it was not just, it was not just some evolutionary process. They lied to you in biology class. This is the truth here. They are not smart enough to read this. Yes, he formed your inward parts. He covered you in your mother's womb. So your inward parts, there are different things you could say. You could say, okay, fine, your, inmost, your organs and all of that, you can say that. But you can also talk about your emotions. You can also talk about your personality. It's inward. It's inside. From inside, he formed it. Your DNA is inside. He formed it. He is the one that did it. So how can he do all of that? Go all, all the way and be so detailed and not have a will. I mean, think about that. It, it, it doesn't make sense. It's like you know, somebody just gets up. In, imagine Boeing decides to make, to make a plane, right? Maybe a, a 240-seater. They take time. It's detailed. It takes years to make this thing. And they do it all. They take time to do it, and there's no purpose for it. Huh? Is it possible? How much more you... <laughs> He has a will. Amen. And his will is supreme. Amen. Doesn't matter anybody's opinion. His will is what should rule your life. Amen. Hmm? He says, You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am what? Fearfully and wonderfully made. Hey, fearfully. And wonderfully made. My oh my. So that means when he was making you, he took his time to ensure that the design is exactly according to what he has in mind. Fearfully and wonderfully made. He took time, he took care. No mistakes. Hmm? Have you ever seen somebody whose nose is found on his toes? <laughs> no, he put it in the right place. Amen. It's the right size. Yes. 
Even though some people are, go undergo plastic surgery to, you know, yeah. I'm just fine. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Okay? So in other words, when he looks at you, he's so proud of himself. He's proud of himself. When he looks at you, he says, wow, I got it right. Exactly as I desired. Then somebody wakes up and tells you you are a mistake. That's right. God forbid. That's right. You tell that person he's the mistake, not you. There's no mistake. God is... Yeah, I mean, he takes his time to make you fearfully and wonderfully. Huh? How, let's, let's read that in another version. This verse 14. Hmm? Let's see a few other versions. The Amplified said, I will confess and praise you for you are fearful and wonderful and for the awful wonder of my birth. <laughs> there is a wonder about you, about your birth, about your coming. There is a wonder about it. Yes? It says, wonderful are your works and that my inner self knows right well. You know, deep down within you, that you didn't descend from a monkey. Deep down in you, you know, you know. Yes? Let's read something else. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. NIV. Let's read NLT. It says, thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Come on. Yeah. Wonderfully complex. Thank you. Thank you. Say to the Lord, Lord, thank you for making me wonderfully complex. Yeah. Maybe somebody doesn't understand you. It's okay. You are just wonderfully complex. He says, your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. Who is his workmanship? Who is his workmanship? That's right. You are his workmanship. Can you see that? How well I know it. Do you know it well? Do you know that you are his workmanship? According to Ephesians, you are his creative masterpiece. The terminology is that of an artist that has done his best. And when he finishes, he displays it. That's how, come, that's how he made you. So will he go all that way to do, put in all that effort and not have a will for you? Doesn't make sense. Okay. It really does not make sense. He says, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret 
the frame here is talking about the body, the physical body. So he did the inward parts, but now he's doing the physical. And he says, it's not hidden from you. When I was made in secret, where were you made? In secret, in your mother's womb. Who was there with you? Huh? Who was there? Who knew when? Even you, even you didn't know. Yeah? Even your mother didn't know. She just discovered at one point. But she didn't know. She thought she was sick. Went to a doctor. Doctor says, ah, let's do a test. The doctor says, you are with child. But who... Was it a surprise to him? It was not. It was a surprise. He says, when I was made in secret and skillfully rough in the lowest parts of the earth. Amen. My goodness, the lowest parts of the earth is still your mother's womb. Yes. Because that's the earth. Yes. Your mother's womb is the earth. Hmm? Yeah. That's how you got into the earth. Is that not so? Yes. Did, you, did you just land from somewhere? No. no. You, you came in through your mother's womb. That's the legal entry yes. into the earth. Amen. Hmm? You were wrought skillfully. There's some skill that was involved. Making you, shaping you, that head that looks like that. There was, uh, there was some skill involved. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes, those cheekbones. There was some skill involved. Yes, that ear, there was some skill involved. That nose, those eyes, some skills involved. Hmm? Come on. Yeah. Even those heaps. Some skill was involved. Hallelujah. I'm telling you. How can evolution just explain all of this? It doesn't make sense. I, I don't understand. Anyway, let's not go there. Let's read on. Hallelujah. It says, Your eyes saw my substance. Being yet unformed. He saw you. Hmm? When you are still liquid, he saw you. And in your book, they all were written. The days fashioned for me. When as yet there were none of them. Your days, that means today was written... Before you were born. Amen. There is a book. It says in your book. Huh? Is it in your Bible? Yes. The days fashioned for me. In your book. They were all written. That's why you need to pray. When you pray. 
Instead of praying and saying, God, kill this person who is fighting me. You need to pray, God, what is written in the book. Let it be fulfilled. That makes more sense. Because what if in the book that person is supposed to be part of your irritant? Yeah, if that person is fulfilling what was written, you don't know. Yeah, there are some people that are meant to irritate you. Hello. Yeah, they are there to scratch that rough edge in your life, in your character. Some people are like sandpaper. They are supposed to smoothen you. Come on. Yeah. So, if you don't pray according to his will, according to what is written in the book, you, you want to get rid of the sandpaper, then you won't become who you are supposed to be. So, that's why the will of the Father is supreme. Why? Because when you pray the will of the Father, there are so many things you take care of. You take care of a lot of things. I'm telling you, when you pray for the will of the Father, when you pray for the will of the Father, some things might be delayed because you are praying that prayer. You remember the Israelites when they, when they were taken out of Egypt? It was God's plan for them to go through the what? Wilderness. Although... There was a shorter route. There was a shorter route. But God's plan was for them to go through the wilderness. So many of us think that the wilderness is evil. That's right. The wilderness is not evil. The, the, actually, the wilderness is a very good place. So far as God's plan and purpose for your life is concerned, the will of God is for you to go through the wilderness. What is the wilderness? Let me tell you. Let me give you an example of the wilderness. How many people have ever been in a place where they don't have enough? Everyone. Everyone. Uh, 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 the wilderness is a place where you feed on manna. Just enough for the day. Hello? Yeah, that's the, that's the wilderness. So when you are in your life, you see that I only have enough for the day. Everything I do, I'm, I just, I'm just... Could it be your wilderness season? Yes? Amen. Yeah. But then, because of ignorance, everybody, be, I mean, many of us, not everybody, many of us begin to complain and murmur when we are in the place of just barely enough. Because we don't see God's will and purpose. We don't know what is written in the book. 
Yeah? So we fight that and we become like the Israelites. Moses, you and God have conspired. Hmm? What is all this manna eating? What is this? So boring. I'm eating the same thing every day. Every day. Every day I have to be eating bread. Every time I'm eating bread. Say wilderness. So when you see that, you are in a wilderness season. So if your attitude is not right, you will prolong your wilderness. That's the problem. If your attitude is not right, you will prolong your wilderness. Say, oh, well, why? You know, God promised me abundance. Of course, he promised you a land flowing with milk and honey. It's there, but you have to go here first. To get there. But because we don't understand God's purpose and we don't understand His will, we don't even pursue His will, we only pursue our convenience and our appetites. That's the problem with God's people. Oh, yeah, we used to eat garlic and, 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 and leeks and cucumber. Uh, and now we're here in this place just eating this manna stuff. What is all this? It's boring. How can you be eating the same thing every day? It's boring. That's right. The wilderness is boring. Yeah. There is no gourmet food in the wilderness. It's manna. So you just be creative with your manna. You make manna burger. You make uh, manna steak. Come on. Yeah. You, you take your manna and make manna porridge. Yeah. Just, just be creative with your manna. Yeah, manna sandwich. Well, whatever it is you like, just, just, just imagine that you are eating whatever. Just be creative with your manna and enjoy it while it lasts. Enjoy it while it lasts. Instead of complaining and looking for who to blame for where you are, for your wilderness experience. They were blaming Moses for the wilderness. Meanwhile, they didn't know the will of the Father was for them to go through the wilderness. It's part of the process. If you are going to become who he wants you to be. It's part of the process. If you are going to be able to take out the giants in the promised land. If you are going to be able to, to kill Goliath and Goliath's brothers. You must go through the wilderness. If you are going to learn to fight war, you have to go through the wilderness. So the wilderness is not evil. It's written in his book. It's written in his book. It's part of his process. 
So when you're praying, pray. Learn to pray for the will of the Father. Learn to pray for the will of the Father in your life. I have prioritized the will of the Father in my prayer. Almost every day I pray for His will. I'm going through some pains. But I want His purpose to be fulfilled. In those pains. Are you getting me? I know He will not leave me nor forsake me. He says, if I go through the fire, He'll be there with me. So even if it seems fiery, I know He's faithful. And I choose to put my faith in that. Stop comparing yourself to people. Some people have already come out of the wilderness. Yeah, some people have come out. They've gone through it. They're out. They've passed their exams. Yeah. But you are still there and you are comparing yourself to them, but you've not gone through what they've gone through. You've not passed the exam they passed. Huh? So the fact that you were in the same class with Kudzai does not mean that you will graduate at the same time. Yes? You might start the same, but you might have to repeat some things. And when she moves forward, you don't go and now begin to burn the building. Yeah, you don't, you don't go you, you don't go and start to toy toy and, and, and you know protest and say this university is not fair. Why should Kuzai? Why should she? Why should she graduate before me? You failed. That's right. It's simple. It's not rocket science. You failed. So repeat. And when you pass, you will move forward. Nobody has anything against you. Don't take it too personal. Don't take it too personal. You are still learning. You're still learning. So the Father's will is so important. And if you knew, you would pray it more than any other prayer. You would pray it more than any other prayer. And sometimes I go through something, I say, Father, please help me. I I need to learn from this thing because I know that if I don't learn from this experience, I'm not moving from this class. You're not moving. So I have to pray, Lord, help me. Help me to learn fast. Help me to learn quickly. It's so painful here. It's so painful. I don't want to stay here longer a day, longer than I should. But just help me to learn the lesson. Pray the will of the Father. It's supreme. Pray the will of the Father. There are things written about you already that you are supposed to go through. Jesus came. It was already written. 
that he was going to suffer. It was already written that he would be crucified. It was already written that he would be despised. Do you understand? Isaiah 53. It was already written that his face would be marked beyond recognition. It was already written. So when he came and he began to tell his disciples in Matthew chapter, chapter 16, and Peter took him aside and started rebuking him, immediately Jesus saw, this is Satan here. The will of the Father. We're talking about the will of the Father here. You are talking about your own things. Get thee behind me, Satan. So sometimes there are certain desires to avoid the will of the Father that are from Satan. The desires that we have to bypass God's process are not from God, they are from Satan. We need to recognize that. I pray that you do not miss his will for you. If it's painful, just say, ouch. And just continue. Amen. Say, strengthen me, Lord. And you continue. Amen. Amen. You don't give up. You don't backslide. Where are you sliding to? (laughs) To where? The will of the Father is paramount in our lives. Our greatest fulfillment will come from carrying out the will of the Father. Let's not just love him in our words. Let's love him in reality. Jesus said, let this cup pass over me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will. Be done. Let your will be done. Father, I don't feel like going to the cross. That's what Jesus was trying to say to the Father. I don't feel like it. And this is somebody, the scriptures, the prophets have prophesied it already. In fact, the Father was the first to prophesy it in Genesis chapter 3 verse 15 where he says the seed of the woman is going to bruise your head and you will bruise his heel. Yes? That statement was a direct was a direct prophecy about the cross. So that's the reason for which he was born. Do you understand? So now he's in Gethsemane, and he's on the verge of fulfilling the reason for which he was born. And he's saying, let this cup pass over me. Ah! Father said, no, you're going through it. You will drink this cup. You have to drink it. It's tough, but you drink it. Amen? Amen? It's difficult. because Think about it. I mean, Jesus was perfect, right? He never committed any sin. But think about the sins of the whole world being put upon him. All the crime, all the wickedness, all the violence, everything. The vilest crime you can think about. He was going to take all of that in. And he just... 
And not only that, he was going to be separated from the Father. It has never happened from eternity past to present. Never happened before. Now he's about to be separated from the Father because of your sin. Because God was about to make him sin. Not a sinner, but sin. Huh? According to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, he says, God made him who knew no sin to be sin. That we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. God made him to be sin. In other words, personified. He became your sin. Huh? So he became the sin of everybody. That's why he said, let this cup pass over me. And the father says, no, you got to go through it. That's my will. But I thank God for Jesus. He said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. My will. I, I, I mean, all along, Jesus has been telling the disciples that he's going to die. That he's going to lay his life down. Isn't it? He has been telling them. John 12 uh, John 12, 24, where he says that except the grain of wheat falls down and, di- uh, and dies, it abides alone. He was talking about himself being buried. So he, all his life he's been talking about it and now it's time for it to be fulfilled. He says, let this call pass over me. <laughs> so what I'm trying to bring to you is that even though Jesus was perfect and was passionate about the will of the Father and was committed to the will of the Father, he got to a point in his life where the will of the Father was difficult. So that means, even in your life and my life, there will be times that the will of the Father is difficult. Because if he, in his perfection, got to a point where he found it difficult, how much more we in our imperfection? So the Father's will might not always be pleasant. Yes, Lord. But then when that time comes, what do you do? Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. I'm ready to go through the pain. Because there's a glory that is waiting for me. On the other side of the pain, there is a glory. On the other side, there is a glory that is awaiting us. So I want us to be committed to the will of the Father. In spite of the pain. Commit to the will of the Father. And he will help you. He will strengthen you. You know what? When Jesus prayed and he says, "Let your, Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Guess what? The Father sent an angel to strengthen him. Even at your moments of weakness, if you remain committed to the will of the Father, he will send you strength. Hallelujah. He will strengthen us. You know, the saints of old, there were some of them, it was the will of the Father for them to to be killed. And the Father strengthened. They they, they, they laid their lives down. Hmm? When Paul, when it was time for Paul, he says, I have fought the good fight of faith. Huh? I've finished my race. There's laid for me a crown of righteousness. And he knew they were going to behead him. That was the will of the Father. 
and he went. And they took off his head. Do we have such Christians today? Oh, where are they? You said, yeah, where are they? Show me, show me, please. I want to meet them. In progress. progress. (laughs) Huh? I am telling you before God that there are people that the Lord has ordained to end like that. And this, I have two friends that God has shown that. That's the way they will end. Hmm? One of them was killed in Ghana. God showed him. This is where you're going to end. Are you ready to go through this for me? He's not in Ghana now. He's not living in Ghana. But towards the end of his life, he will find himself in Ghana. Something will happen. Hello? Something will happen. There is something that has been written that is going to happen that will lead to his death. (laughs) Okay, now some people are thinking twice about the will of the Father now. (laughs) Now that we're talking about death. (laughs) But, but, But the good news is this. The Father also showed him the revival that will break out Amen. because of that. And he had to accept it that night. Hmm? Glory to God. The will of the Father. I want his will. Even if it hurts. If it's from him, I want it. Even if it's painful. If it's from him, I want it. Amen? Amen. The will of the Father is supreme. It's not my will, but his will. Let his will be done in our lives. Let his will be done in this church. Let his will be done in this nation. Let his will be done in the body of Christ. Let his will be done in our children. Let His will be done in our homes. Let His will be done in our businesses. Let His will be done in our careers. Let His will be done in our studies. Let His will be done. Let's stand up on our feet. Father, let Your will be done. Despite the pain, Lord, I embrace Your will. Despite the ridicule, I embrace your will. People might make fun of you. People might call you names. People might conspire against you. Just ask for the will of God. People might misunderstand you. Let his will be done. It will be glorious, I'm telling you. If you commit to his will, things will be glorious. Things will be powerful. You will be fulfilled. You will have the greatest joy. Joy that you have never known. If you will commit to his will. Thank you, Father. Just, just a moment. Now listen to me. How many of you have led a soul to Christ? At some point in your life. You led someone to Christ. 
and the person received Jesus. Did you notice the kind of joy you had? Yes? You know what I'm talking about? When somebody gives his life to Christ, when you are involved and you lead that person to Christ, the kind of joy you get, you can't explain it. Do you know why? It's the will of the Father. You are doing the will of the Father. It gives you joy. It brings the greatest fulfillment. And that's why we need to commit to his will. Amen? Let your will be done. Come on, talk to him. Lord, my Father, let your will be done in my life. Let your will be done. Mighty God, your will. Your will. Mighty God, let your will be done in my life. In my relationships, let your will be done. In all my pursuits, Lord, your will. Let your will, let your will be done in my life. As it is in heaven, let it be. Mighty God. Mighty God, your will. Thank you, Lord. Just ask him, in any way your life has been out of alignment, let him align your life to his will. Let there be a divine alignment. Align my life to your will and your purpose. Let it be a divine alignment. My Lord and my God. Jesus. My Lord. Thank you, Lord. Even if it involves pain, as long as it is your will, if it involves inconveniences, let your will be done. My Lord, thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.